hosts, Shelby and Matt. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes. I mean, obviously, there's a lot going on in our world and especially the U.S. right now. And we understand that this is very low on the priorities of things you could be doing, could be maybe want to be doing. But we're just here in case you're looking for some... I mean, do we call it frivolous entertainment or? I mean, I think <laughs> almost definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Mildly so, useless. Yeah. yeah. Some of that, just in case it's uh, you need a 30 minute break in your day or something. But we're excited to be back. I mean, to talk a little bit about what celebrities and influencers alike have been up to in these serious days. Oh, yeah. You know, nothing stops an influencer. They're going 24-7 no matter what's happening. Yeah. Truly, like, like if any, if this whole situation has taught us anything, it's that both influencers and just, like, corporation brands in general yeah. will, like, nothing will stop them. The world will be burning. There'll be six people left alive. And there will still somehow be a, you know, uh, like, Geico commercial yes. that has to do with it. Somehow tied in. I honestly, I've loved watching like brands develop their like unique, like something that fits in their feed still, but like still like speaks to the current yes. issues of like Black Lives Matter or we should have done better or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like just <laughs> there's been some delightful um, design opportunities out there of minimal fonts and beige coloring i feel like is really yes love beige Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you how much like actual television television you've been watching because i don't really watch a lot of things that are on tv um but i was watching the premiere for uh rupaul's drag race all stars uh on friday (laughs) and i was you know watching it via my parents like direct tv account or whatever on my computer so i was still getting all of the commercials that i don't (laughs) normally have to watch and it was like wild like almost every single commercial was coronavirus themed and they had like somehow (laughs) managed to make it themed that way for every single product you know i mean it was like at&t and (laughs) toilet paper and wendy's and like the local (laughs) plumbing service like everybody and their mother has like now fully figured this out and it's also interesting because you have to think that like all of these were made virtually with like (laughs) pre-existing things because they're they're not taping anything new so i don't know i just found it all very like uh creepy and sort of fascinating at the same time it's it's definitely like interesting to think about how historic this year is on a a lot of different levels and just like imagining people in like 20 years all the stuff they'll be able to cite because yes we have television ads and instagrams and all this stuff that's just spewing out content that feels sort of maybe performative or at least a little you know (laughs) yes on the nose time wise Mm -hmm. but (laughs) but we'll always have that state farm commercial that we're in this together even if yes. <laughs> yeah, it, this it really is the time to be like a 2053 PhD history student <laughs> writing about 2020 because yeah. honestly there's so many different angles you can go with and so many like firsthand sources that you just don't yeah. have yeah. pre social media so <laughs> what a t- hopefully we get there 2050 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah i guess that's true we have yeah. to survive first <laughs> 
we do have we have some reviews, but I'm going to save those because we also have two emails. I finally like Ooh. checked our email account, and we have two. The first one is a little bit older, so sorry we didn't get to this earlier. Um, but Michael is asking us if we if either of us have watched the TV show The Hot Zone, which stars Juliana Margulies, and I guess has something to do with some kind of pandemic or another. I have hmm. not watched this. Have you, Shelby? No, I've never even heard of it, and I love a good disaster story. (laughs) Well, maybe check it out. I don't know. I did minimal research on this. I saw it, and I was like, I haven't watched this. Maybe Shelby has. (laughs) I probably will watch it, except it says the network it's on is National Geographic. I had no idea they did, like, scripted television shows. They do every once in a while, and they have something that either just came out or is coming out that I was like, oh, that might be interesting. Maybe I'd want to watch that. And it wasn't the hot zone. (laughs) It was something else. (laughs) Um, And now I don't know what it is, so that was useless for me to say. But yes, I do know that they have some uh, scripted television. So you can watch that, Shelby, and report back. (laughs) Wait, wait, and this says the first episode date is May 27th, and the final episode date is May 29th. So is this just like a limited series? It must be. I don't know. Okay, now I'm I'm looking this up, too. I'll definitely, I mean, I'll definitely watch it. Well, because what's Juliana Margulies do? She was on The Good Wife or whatever for a long time, right? Is wasn't that her show? Yeah, so, I think so. so this can't. When did this come out? Oh, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Oh, it has to do with recent. Ebola. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? It it's only it's like six episodes. <laughs> six episodes. Yeah, I guess I'll that must have like aired. Yeah, there was like two a night, so it must have been some kind of series. Okay. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so that was one email. <laughs> email number two, which I think maybe Shelby ghost writ uh (laughs) came in from kw and she says dear matt and shelby as always ps Yurong brings cheer cheers me up bi-weekly i am so happy that y'all are continuing to broadcast during the pandemic just wanted to say that it's heartwarming to see matt's character development in quotes from unbothered millennial eating sushi and brunts to concerned citizen who somewhat <laughs> follows the rules for the public good except for breaking into parks to read throughout the course of the pandemic and shelby as always you're a bamf oh nice do you know what that means uh a bad a badass mother effort. oh my gosh wow <laughs> but i didn't ghostwrite this i just know lingo so okay right mm-hmm. well i was testing yeah. you there and you certainly came up with that answer yeah. real quick no, i mean if the shoe fits you know i can't help what people describe me as <laughs> you know this whole podcast is just yeah it's it's um shelby sort of like making trying to turn me into a better person and is it working we don't know but yeah i mean i do think you have you know, you have shown some character development. I appreciate that that email. That's that's positive reinforcement right there. Yeah, yeah. Now you're just egging <laughs> Shelby on. I can only imagine yeah. what kind of rigors she'll put me through next. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at psurong at gmail.com. Tell us what show we should be watching or, you know, tell shelby how i am you know affecting good change in her life as well um or you can follow us on social media where shelby's doing all kinds of good stuff so (laughs) trying yeah but um i'm curious what news you've pulled out of the bottom of the barrel this week i mean celebrities are 
definitely speaking up, but is it fun stuff? I don't know. Well, I mean, I feel like just to get this out of the way with our (laughs) continual checking up on what is going on with movie theaters, there's been some new development in the past couple weeks as to which like our theaters opening. There are certain states where movie theaters are allowed to open, but the big chains haven't reopened yet. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of like a chicken or the egg situation, I guess. Well, maybe not. I don't know if that uh, how works does that? here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it does either. But either way, there are state like I know Texas, Georgia, Florida, all at this point can have movie theaters open, but there are still lots of movie theaters that are closed there. Yeah. Um, but Cinemark, which is a theater chain, I don't know if they have those in Texas. I don't think they no, have they them do. here in New York. Okay. They had them in Pennsylvania when I lived there. They have there. them in New York. I swear I've been to one, but maybe maybe not. Maybe they have them like, I, I mean, I haven't been to one in the city, but maybe yeah, they have it like, maybe, in, it's, maybe it's more like uptown or something, because I haven't well, really I been thought... to theaters up there. Oh, no, you're right. Those are AMCs. So never mind. I might be wrong. <laughs> It's been a while. Anyways, Cinemark is starting to open their theaters on June 19th. And then they're opening five of them then. And then they're like rolling them out over the next bunch of weekends so that theoretically all their theaters will be open by July 10th. This is because Tenet is still on the schedule as coming out July 17th, which like on one hand, there will be a lot of theaters open at that point. But New York City theaters will not be opened until at least July 20th based on the current rollout plan. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know. What are we going to (laughs) do? Right, exactly. Um, But yeah, so theaters are opening up. What, What is interesting, though, is I was looking at some of these theaters that are open right now. Like, what are they showing? And it's truly, like, the weirdest combination of things. They're showing, like, Sonic the Hedgehog and Invisible Man and those kind of things that came out pre-corona. But then they're also just showing, like, random crap. Like, Wonder Woman. They're showing the old, like, Back to the Future, Jumanji. Like, anything from the past 20 years. And then also they're showing... Like weird B-list, B-list, B-list movies that have come out since coronavirus that uh, I guess like the distributors are just putting them in these random theaters. Because I saw a bunch of theaters are playing this movie called The Mighty Oak, which I had never heard of, that stars one of the girls from uh, Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Pretty Little Liars. That's a show, yeah. I get that mixed up with Big Little lies but it's little <laughs> liars not lie yeah, yes pretty one little liars teen show one's a limited series well yeah. i know the difference but i get the names confused <laughs> okay. anyways so yeah so they're showing that movie which i was like okay uh this is an interesting strategy on their part but yeah so theaters are opening they're going to be opening more have you have you seen theaters in texas that are open like do you know of things around you no i haven't really looked because i feel like I mean, there's no reason to go yet. Um, yeah. So. We'll you don't want to see the Mighty Oak? No. <laughs> yeah, no. I, that's not on my to-do list. But I have seen a lot of, like, they just opened up a new drive-in theater. So I think people Ooh. are more attempted to go to those. And they've been playing a mix of, like, oldies, like Jurassic Park versus some more recent stuff, like Trolls World Tour. So. Mm-hmm. I imagine they'll try and keep those open. um, Intriguing. As the theaters open up. 
I mean, drive-ins are cool. I've never been to one, but they look very cool in <laughs> movies. You have never been to a drive-in? You like no. live in the middle of America. I I don't think that they I don't think they have a drive-in near where I grew up. I never went to one and I never heard of anyone going to one either. Oh. So I for oh. whatever reason it's not there. Maybe because like yeah, what's the regional? I, well, do you think that maybe they don't they don't do well like in Michigan because it's so cold most of the time? Does that yeah, impact maybe. your drive-in? I guess I only remember drive-ins like no, there were some in Utah too, but Utah has longer summers, I guess. So I don't know. I've been to some; they're fun, but I mean, you have to have a comfortable car or a <laughs> or a seat that collapses, but. Well, on Riverdale, what they did was, you know, you bring like a truck and put a bunch of blankets in the back of the truck. Yeah, classic. I'm glad Riverdale is still such an educational source for you. I mean, it teaches me so much about the world, honestly. (laughs) For sure. Um, Also, something we need to get out of the way. I'm sure you didn't want to talk about it, but it is big celebrity news. Um, J.K. Rowling. Are beloved. <laughs> mm. It's actually funny because I had texted you about J.K. Rowling because you told me she had this short story or this story yes. coming out in chapters. And I was like, oh, I just like don't get good vibes from her. And you were like, no, I get good vibes. And I was like, well, I think she's pretty like, <laughs> I think she's pretty like uh, transphobic. And you were like, well, maybe not. And so she heard that whisper in the air i think yes she was like i gotta prove myself clear <laughs> yeah so randomly in the middle it feels like it must have been the middle of the night in the uk i don't know what she was doing this is in the middle <laughs> of a pandemic in the middle of a racially driven movement she decides that she has some things to say and it was all triggered by some sort of article that referenced um people who used to menstruate and she's like oh like what what do we call those people who menstruate i guess maybe women or something and so then people were like why are you so like transphobic all the time and she's like calling me a a turf which is a trans gender exclusionary oh no i always forget radical feminist radical feminist yes thank you um is a slur just like the B word or whatever else that's been used to oppress women. And she goes on this rant that's pretty blatantly um, transphobic and kind of making some strange arguments I don't totally understand, but something about how it it's pushing like lesbians out of the LGBT community or there's like laws that will be undone if <laughs> trans women are are considered in the feminist movement. I don't know. She was on something. Really let her thoughts be known. There was immediate backlash, like, across the board. And I think what was funniest is the reason I found out about this is Cho Chang started trending, as did Hermione. Oh, yes. As did J.K. Rowling. But Cho Chang rose to the top because people were pointing out, you know, um, that maybe that isn't the most racially sensitive name or character. And so the actress who portrayed Cho Chang in the films was like, okay, guys, you want my thoughts on this? And then she just linked to different like resources for trans rights and um, donation pages and stuff. And that sort of inspired a bunch of other cast members to do a similar thing. 
or British actors were like, I wasn't cast in Harry Potter and this is my juicy story as to why. And then it was just sort of a, a, a catch to, to send you to these better resources. So she hasn't really said anything since going on the spiel. I'm pretty sure someone in her uh, party took her phone away <laughs> and realized maybe the multimillionaire woman shouldn't be ranting about how she's been oppressed during a the year that is 2020 but yeah <laughs> yeah it was it, it's like it's very problematic and i'm also just like so confused as to what she's doing or trying to say like the, i read those tweets multiple times and they're honestly like gobbledygook like you yeah. can't i couldn't even understand like what point she was really trying to make and yeah. i feel like she's uh, like she so she's had run-ins with this before i think that have been like slightly less blatant but it's mm-hmm. like she she is a liberal person in general so she mm-hmm. has to know that like the general stance on transgender people like she know she has to know what those are and know what is going to get like right. people in general upset. So I don't know why she would go on Twitter and just like <laughs> put these random thoughts on there. Like if she has thoughts that she thinks are going to be controversial, it seemed like you would want to put them out in a different format. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was just so confused reading it. And I was like, this is like, this is not good. Like she needs to yeah. look, I don't know what's happening to her, but yeah, something. Not Do you think correct. she'll be forced to give some sort of, you know, brand branded apology where she's like i've learned so much well that's <laughs> the thing she's just gonna be quiet is, is that the last time this happened um which was i don't know like late last year early this year <laughs> yeah. like december january sometime uh-huh. she she just like froze like she yeah. didn't tweet or do anything for a long time and then she sort of like came back and started um you know, responding to things again and doing her Harry Potter shtick and whatever. (laughs) And so I kind of thought, well, okay, she must have like realized that it was a touchy subject and back away and is just trying to move on. But now that this has happened, it's like she either needs to a issue an apology and be like, Hey, I was wrong. And such and such and such, and try to like get back into people's good graces. Or if she, has some actual opinion about this which like (laughs) why should she then she should release something that at least like explains it more like i just i don't understand like what she's doing yeah this is interesting this is a good angle you should i mean yeah (laughs) like no she she should just apologize but if she has but if she has some kind of weird mindset for why because in one of the tweets she's like i don't think this is a controversial opinion doesn't she say that it's like well if that's the case then you need to explain this better because it (laughs) seems very controversial to me yeah yeah matt you should apply to be her new uh uh brand manager i'm sure she's on the look for i mean honestly yeah (laughs) i mean somebody like like, pull up she is stuck at home i guess by herself but it's like she has to have people who after the last couple times (laughs) that this has happened have said like look jk you can't be doing this (laughs) yeah i think wealth just makes people um a little dumber every every penny yes. earned just takes so the brain cell away um mm-hmm. and so it's it's just hard to take her seriously one because there's a lot of yeah you you can cite a lot of transphobia behind her comments and no mm-hmm. matter if she's like oh i have a 
I have trans right. friends. Like it's just not. Yeah. You yeah. Can't not really a good. Yeah. <laughs> We've all learned like, a long time ago. Yeah. That's not a good line. Yeah. And you're you're richer than like the Queen of England. So like you're not oppressed. And it's just kind of it's weird that they keep that she can keep citing yeah. it as some sort of reason she needs to speak out and be heard but I mean hopefully she's taking this silent period to really do some introspection and reconsidering but I'm not holding my breath yeah yeah (laughs) I don't uh, uh, it's like I I like Harry Potter so much that I like (laughs) want to like I want her not to be problematic or uh, to be a good person because that's what her books or teaching but at the same (laughs) time i'm like look i'm running out of ways to like be like well but actually you know it's like well maybe you're just bad and that's the point we're getting to which i don't want to be at with her but i am so you know so it goes sad times for matt i know so this is sort of like a weird funny little blip of a story that i was reading about on vulture that people think that they found ben affleck's secret instagram account did you see this at all (laughs) no so somebody or another was i guess looking through the accounts that anna de armis who is ben affleck's (laughs) girlfriend right now follows and they found this account called positive attitude hunting which if you think about it is like sort of a different way of saying goodwill hunting which is a movie that ben affleck wrote (laughs) and the uh the like profile picture is a picture of a man and a woman kissing it's not ben affleck and anna de armis but it sort of looks like them and then the bio is just a dad who sometimes makes movies and the account doesn't have very many followers but some of them are anna de armis and jennifer garner so it's like well clearly this is a ben affleck account but i feel like you there was another story recently that came up about somebody's like fake instagram account and i was just now i'm obsessed with this idea that all of these celebrities have like these secret private Instagram accounts and the way that you find them is just by (laughs) trolling through accounts that other celebrities are following like I just want to start going to celebrities Instagrams and be like okay who are these people you're following because some of them have to be secret (laughs) famous people but my question is if it's a public account like what do they have it for just to like stalk other people because they're not posting and they're not well, no, this is this was a private account. Oh, okay. Oh, so there could be some secrets on there. Right. Interesting. <laughs> well, and did you... This is a, a story that I am only like sort of half remembering at this point. But there was a woman who lived in England who was like a real housewives level celebrity in England. And she... <laughs> Like, people kept leaking stories from her private account. And so she, like, figured out... She thought she figured out who it was. So she marked her, like, friends only. Or, uh, you know, her, like, close friends on Instagram only to one person. And then kept putting up fake stories on there. And then those started leaking to the press. So she knew who it was. Ooh. That would be a fun game to play. I know. Truly. So... Yeah, I'm into these fake Instagram accounts. I, I feel know. like You'll have to we need to do more them. good work on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You need to start an account that he'd feasibly follow back, you know? Like, what would he... Like, oh, that Ben you, Affleck would yeah, follow? like, to get access to it, you know? How many people does he follow? Uh, I don't know. Because if he follows, like, you know, maybe he likes 
home architecture and you could present yourself as like in architecture and well but he'd need to let me follow him right no so you need to kind of like find a way in i think that's your homework assignment he, he's he's accept? following 14 people and he oh. only has three followers. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think you did find his secret And two account. of them are Jennifer Garner and Anna yeah. Darmus. Very interesting. Well, who's the third? I'd, well, they, they won't let... They, like, oh, they, I don't know, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to also follow them, <laughs> whoever the third person is. <laughs> Amazing. But Love he's posted it. 35 <laughs> pictures, so... Yeah. There's he's posting something. something. <laughs> Wow, I'm proud of you. Look at that research. I mean, I didn't follow. I didn't find this. I just read an article about it. You're yeah. giving me more credit than it's necessary. Um, this is kind of old news, but it made me laugh. Um, Forbes revoked Kylie Jenner's billionaire status. Um, <gasps> no. Yeah, this happened like last week. So literally... I think it was the same time as like the George Floyd protests started happening and Trump was talking about the thugs and the riots and whatnot. Yes. But Forbes released this pretty incendiary takedown of Kylie Jenner saying that she'd forged some, that the family had forged some um, tax documents to try and show that they were making more than they actually were and that they lied about some revenue numbers and they tried to drum up interest in the company more so they could get this bigger deal where they, you know, they ended up selling Kylie cosmetics to like, I don't remember Mm -hmm. some company. So the end result was that they were like, she's not technically a billionaire. Her wealth is at like 900 million. (laughs) Oh, so it was like semantics, right? It's like, okay, wow. So, so rough to be Kylie Jenner still. But Kylie wakes up to this news and she's like, gets on Twitter like this is as social media is changing. And she's like, LOL, what did I even wake up to? I thought Forbes was a reputable site. Like, this is just nonsense. And kind of dug her heels in a little bit. But since then, there's been like a quiet firing of someone who had recently who had been in charge of like the financials of Kylie Cosmetics. And and so it's all a little shady, but like nothing official has come out since the Forbes report. And the Forbes report is obviously, I mean, there's not like a ton of you know, they don't like show the tax returns or whatever. And and so it's all a little bit of a he said, she said. But I mean, it was pretty funny and um, and truly rattled Kylie. But I think she can still sit pretty comfortably on her nine hundred million dollars of net worth and just wait for the day when she gets that billionaire status back. I'm always confused about those, like the Forbes <laughs> list, or or when you Google people's net worths right. online. It's like, how, where is this information coming from? Like who? <laughs> Like, who is giving that out? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, people have to file taxes and whatnot. But, like, is Kylie Jenner, like, can is that public access that we can go look at her taxes and figure out how much money (laughs) she has? Well, the way Forbes was describing it is that the Kardashian empire and and Kylie Cosmetics and whatever had been very vocal about, like, wanting to be on the list numbers about how like oh this was anticipated to be like only 50 million dollars of revenue but in the first year we sold 330 million dollar revenue so just outrageous returns like 
um, mm-hmm. like just much higher than anticipated. And people were like, wow, this is crazy. Like what a success. And it's so a that Ponzi kind scheme. Of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still with millions of dollars at play and like, clearly it is a successful business, but Forbes kind of came at them. Like I was expecting sort of like a dry article. that's like, well, technically she's not a billionaire, but it was kind of like, the Kardashians are obsessed with wealth and titles and they lied to our faces. <laughs> so it felt a little personal. Yeah, Farbs, Farbs, <laughs> Forbes is getting upset. Have you ever used any of the car of the Kylie Jenner products? Um, like, are they no. good? A lot are they of expensive? Do. Yes, they're expensive. Um, my sister-in-laws love like the lip kits, which is kind of how she started with with this mm-hmm. like, lip combination to get her perfect pout. And I think they're like good. There were some criticisms of like certain things, but I think she's really ironed them out. And then she recently also promoted a new skincare line, and that got a lot of criticism. But her general brand of like the lip kits and the eyeshadow and whatever else, like people like them. I think they're still you know, very popular and it's still making a lot of money. Like it's by mm-hmm. no means a failure. It's just such a funny technicality to write an entire article. About. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Intriguing. But alas, she's no longer the youngest billionaire. So uh, who's the youngest billionaire now? Oh, I don't remember. Jojo Siwa. <laughs> I don't think she's a billionaire. I think she's still a tier or two below the Kardashians. <laughs> I don't know. She sells a lot in like children's birthday party merch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll run the numbers. Google her, her net worth. <laughs> see if Forbes. JoJo Siwa lied to us about yeah. the amount of money that she had made. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, shall we get into love it or hate it? Or do you have any other stories you want to go over? No, that's good. Yeah. What are you loving or hating this week? Um, so separately of all of the, uh, jk rowling shenanigans that are going on (laughs) um uh, like about a month ago i watched the movie tangerine which i don't know if you've ever seen it or not it's it's the movie that the director who made the florida project made before he made the florida project Mm -hmm. which i had never seen but you know in quarantine you have time to watch all kinds of things so i was like oh florida project one of my favorite movies of all time let me watch the movie that he made before that and i had heard about this as well because the whole movie is shot on iphone fives Mm -hmm. which if you think about that now is ridiculous because (laughs) like you can tell where someone's using an iPhone five in like their Instagram uh, feed. Like if you scroll back, you're like, Oh gosh, these pictures are getting worse as you go. Yeah. So the fact that the whole movie was shot in that is wild, but I didn't really know what it was about going into it, but it's about um, these two black transgender sex workers who live in Los Angeles. And it's a very similar vibe, I would say to the Florida project where it's like really funny and sort of like lighthearted in some parts, but also kind of sad in other parts and sort of heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and it's just the two of them. One of them learns that her boyfriend has been cheating on her. And so the two of them are just sort of like uh, wandering around the streets of Los Angeles trying to find this boyfriend. And, you know, they're like stopping in at various restaurants and running into different people who they like know in different capacities. Um So it's sort of a little bit of just like a hangout movie kind of. Um, And it's really, I mean, it's shot on the iPhone. So it's kind of like a shaggy looking 
film, but it was very, very good. And I, um, yeah, and I loved it like almost as much as I would say I like the Florida Project. So Ooh. I was very sort of impressed with it. And because it was, it, I mean, they made it in like with like hardly any money. And one of the interesting stories that I was reading about was how uh, there's a the big scene in the movie takes place in this donut shop that's an actual donut place in Los Angeles called Donut Time. Mm-hmm. And it's at night, but they didn't have enough money to like actually shut down the restaurant because it's open 24 7 so they had to do all of the shoots around like actual customers so they just went there in the middle of the night and shot this movie but i guess there's scenes in the movie that have actual customers in there because it's like people came in to buy donuts and they were open while they were shooting this you know like brawl that's going on in the donut place um but yeah a very good movie and definitely worth watching i would say interesting I'm glad you found that. I know you love The Florida Project, which is a very cute movie. Sweet movie. Good movie. Yeah. 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 There's like, there's a great karaoke scene in this. <laughs> um, you know, well, yeah, it's just wonderful. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donuts and karaoke, yeah. what could be better? <laughs> um, I started watching a new series called For Life, which is a network show that premiered on ABC this February. Um. So we missed it for our fall Ugh, roundup, obviously. Dang it. Um, but it was in an effort to diversify my entertainment, especially in light of uh, Black Lives Matter. And just uh, it was recommended to me. And it's actually very good. I I think I really judged its trailers. It's about this man who's convicted of a crime he didn't commit and goes away to prison for life. And through a series of loopholes is able to get his... Um, law degree and become an attorney who then helps um, helps represent and overturn wrongful convictions of his fellow inmates as he strives to prove his own innocence. Um, mm. So it felt kind of like, you know, like a network show, a little gimmicky, a little cheesy. What was the network show that we watched where, the, where it was like the guy who was in jail and he was helping solve murders? Oh, Do you like remember the, that one? Like the serial killer? Yes, the serial killer who's helped, but he was in jail. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. This one is definitely more watchable than I found that one, which was a Uh little, like, it was trying really hard. So, this one knows what it is, but I think it's really, it's, I'm only a few episodes in, but it's been really, I mean, one, a great look at um, the... need for uh prison reform and uh, yes. law enforcement but it's been uh, a nice piece of entertainment that feels like hugely empathetic and you know still soapy enough that you're <laughs> enjoying yourself watching this hour-long mm-hmm. crime drama um and so it's on hulu obviously it has one season and it's been like well well reviewed I don't think many people are talking about it, though, but it has like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's pres- Does it have anyone famous in it? No, like there's some definitely some TV faces I recognize, but no one who's like, you know, been. <laughs> yeah, yes, Meryl Streep's not in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't think it's been renewed yet for a season two. But um, it's definitely been interesting and entertaining. So I recommend that, especially as um, as people are trying to learn more and kind of find new content. So 
it's been good. And sometimes you just need a good procedural. You know what yes, I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's really reliable. You hit all the right notes through every episode. Mm-hmm. There's interesting characters through the overarching storyline. So it's you're invested in it. Yes. Yeah. One, I, everybody at this point is done watching Criminal Minds. So we're yeah, looking for exactly. something else. <laughs> yeah. Something new to, to break into. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, well, I think that is it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to discuss the new Hunger Games novel, which I cannot wait to dive yes. into. Yeah, so uh, follow us on social media. We're at PSU Wrong. Shoot us an email at PSUWrong at gmail.com. And we'll be back on Thursday. Bye, guys. <laughs>